This is Lachlan Rouston. This is Raf Freeman, and you're listening to the fittest podcast in Australia, The Mind Muscle Project. All right, welcome to this video. We're going to talk about three limiting beliefs that all personal trainers have about money. Uh, maybe you've overcome them, maybe you haven't, but definitely stick around because number three is the most common limiting belief. We're going to get stuck into it today. So you're here on the number one channel for fitness entrepreneurs, the Mind Muscle Project. Number one, Raf, we've got comparing yourself to other people. Yeah, I mean, you would remember this from your first personal training job. When you walk through the doors, the first thing you fi- want to find out is like, oh, what is every other trainer making? Yeah. Right? And then the, the trap that you fall into is all you think about, it's like you live in this tiny little fish pond. Oh, am I making more than Jeremy and am I making more than John? You know, all you care about is how you stack up in this tiny pool. And if you ever took a step back and thought about what someone would think looking in from the outside, they would think that is so stupid and so crazy. It is such a big world out there and you're just comparing yourself to the very few people around you in the gym that you're working at. Or maybe you compare yourself to the gym down the road. But in the scheme of the entire world and the fitness industry, that is such a limited perspective. And then obviously that is going to create limiting beliefs over time. Yeah, well, I think the limiting belief is that you you see a ceiling and the ceiling is the, the person who makes the most money in the gym. So you think, okay, that's the most amount of money. Or maybe like personal trainer 10% can make. above that. Right, you know? yeah. I'll beat him, but only by a little bit. And so you get, it only takes for you, maybe you go traveling, you go to this other gym, you, you find this personal trainer and he goes, well, I make, I make this and it's it's double what the the top guy in your gym earns and you think well shit if this guy can make double i wonder what other people at his gym are making Mm. and he's like i'm actually not even the top earner it's actually this guy and this guy and it's as you start to see bigger numbers as you you open up more possibilities because yeah if you're only ever limited to your tiny bubble you can't see what else is out there you can't open up your mind and that's what makes it a limiting belief is in some ways it's like a limiting number you think okay this is the top this is the best this is the apex i can't go any higher than this so i'm going to shoot all my all my uh, actions every day, all my goals, everything's going to be set underneath this ceiling. And the problem with setting goals underneath this ceiling is you're going to take actions relative to that size. Where if you're shooting up here, you're going to take the big actions. You know, you've got the same time in your day, right? So you want to use that time effectively. So the actions you need to take rather than, well, I'm going to write this small marketing campaign for this you know, list of 15 people. It's going to be like, all right, well, how can I actually tap into the entire you know, East Coast of America here. And I'm going to go after this very specific demographic. I'm going to run a marketing campaign to, you know, that goes to, to a million people versus to 500 people. So it's a marketing campaign either way. You're writing emails, you're typing, you know, you're doing work either way, but you're either shooting for the stars or, you know, you're just shooting in your tiny little bubble. So you've really got to, you've you got to open your eyes in this sort of part and, and see what else is out there. And, you know, it, it holds true even when you progress to maybe say owning a gym. If you think about when we were owning gyms as well, sometimes we would look at like, oh, what are the other gym owners in our area charging or what are they making? But then you open up your perspective, you go, oh, what's like the best gym overseas mm. charging? What are they making? And it's like totally on a different level to the gyms in your suburb, right? In your area. All you had to do was just open up your, your perspective a little bit more. So obviously this can happen to you in the gym, but it can happen more broadly as well. Is that you're, you're just looking to your peers for um for validation on what to charge and what to earn it kind of reminds me of you remember when we watched the louis simmons documentary mm. and they talk about that uh is it at Westside barbell which probably most of you have heard before and because everybody is so strong like newbies would come in and they were like oh within like five weeks they squat 180 kilos yeah which just sounds ridiculous but there's probably truth to it because mm. you just get in there and people just warm up with like 60 and then 150 and then 200 and then it's you know 400 but yeah, probably they're so shifted in what is a normal amount of weight that people probably get crazy strong very, very quickly there 
just because of who they're surrounded with. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. And I think I think if you're if you're stuck in this place and, and you can't get out, you know, my suggestion to you would be you can look for another job in another area or potentially join like a mastermind group, mm-hmm. right? We're part of like you know business mentoring group, and in that group you have different industries, right? And uh, we have another group. We're in the same industry, but what it does it gives you access to people on high levels in you and that's what you always want to see you want to see what the other possibilities are out there it gives you the belief that you can do it yourself you meet these people you go i'm not too different from this person they've just got a few more years they've maybe read a few more books you know they've pushed through a few more limiting beliefs outside of just money and you yourself can obviously graduate uh, and make those same changes and ask for their advice on how they did it so go for it and second thing we've got here is second thing is selling from your own wallet. selling from your own wallet so what um i don't know where i heard that saying i think you told to me initially what it basically means is that when you're deciding how much to charge and what you think is expensive, you do that by just judging what is expensive for you and how much you could afford to pay. And you might be, oh no, there's no way I do that. I think about what's expensive for my client, but it's not. It's exactly how you do it. Is you think about what could I pay? What would be really expensive for me? Which which just makes no sense because you're not selling to you. And and you can, you know, you see this automatically, right? It's just if you thought about what someone very, very wealthy would think about your rates, they would think, oh, if it's $50 an hour or it's $300 an hour, it doesn't, doesn't really make any difference. Yeah. That's, that's what they would think, obviously. And you know that intuitively, but you don't think that. And it's because you're thinking about it from your own perspective. Yeah. I will say though, I mean, this in our particular situation, the clients that we work with, uh, business executives, they do earn a lot more, right? Some of these people, seven-figure mm. salaries, I would say even some, you know, in the, in the nine figures, 10 figures. But... Uh, for a lot of people that are selling, you know, from, you know, for people in a similar place in their life financially to them, maybe in their career or whatever and similar salary size, you it is it is much harder to kind of break that mentality because maybe you do have a lot of the same expenses. But really how you should be thinking about this because, you know, obviously in your example, Ralph, they might be like, well, they've got plenty of money. So, of course, it's easier mm-hmm. to sell to them. But what you're thinking about when you've got someone on the same level as you, the reason you want to take your, your mind out of your wallet is because also how people value fitness is also differently, right? So the budget that they allocate to fitness is also differently. You don't know how much someone values fitness and how much budget they're going to allocate to it. So say two people, they earn $75,000. One person values fitness so much that they're happy to allocate $150 a week, but you don't quite value it as much because maybe you're already fit. You're a trainer. Mm. It doesn't matter as much to you. You would never spend $150 on coaching because like, why would I do that? I'm I'm fit, I know what to do, I'm educated, I'm trained, but I'm happy to spend like, you know, 25, 30 bucks a week on a nice program or whatever. So you've got someone who's coming in same income level as you, they've got a higher value, they've allocated more resources to that purchase. But if you're thinking, well, he's kind of fit, he's in shape, we've got a similar salary, man, I'd only pay 25, 30 bucks, so I'm not going to make it, I'm not going to ask for 150 because I know he's not going to spend 150, but he's ready to spend 150. If you're thinking of your own wallet, even if salary is the same, even if place in life is similar, you just don't know what someone is ready and prepared to spend on the fitness. You don't know how the pain is for them. They go, you know, I really hate where I'm at right now with my body and my fitness and my health. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to spend more, right? And so that is why uh, your own perspective, your wallet is just something you want to take completely out of the sales conversation. Yeah, it's a good point because it's also how you see uh, the worth of maybe the information you're, you're giving. You know, an example would be, you might tell a friend like, oh, dude, they ask you like, oh, what's good for lunch? Like, oh man, don't worry about what to have for lunch. You know, just try and hit your protein in a day, you know, two times your body weight in grams of protein and then make up your calories with carbs. And you'd be like, oh, how much is that worth? You'd be like, oh, dude, that's nothing. That's so obvious. Like anyone can mm. find that on Google. But to them, they're like, dude, that is like a mindset shift for me. I'm <laughs> always worried about what to have for lunch. And now I just got to hit my protein. It's like the best advice ever. 
they might think that advice is worth like a hundred dollars but to you because you've just known that for literally like i've known that for so long now right since i was like a teenager to me i'm like oh dude that's like worthless information like just open up your computer mm. open up google uh, but they don't see it that way so there's a very good chance if you're thinking about it for yourself from your own wallet you're thinking that the little chat after training or the text you send like that's not worth anything but to the client that could be extremely valuable because they've wrestled with these problems for years and they don't know where to go to get good information. Yeah, yeah, that, that is a fantastic point because, you know, it's so often that you get so caught up in your industry and so caught up being an expert in so many different areas that you forget that information that is so common knowledge, so mm -hmm. obvious to you is so foreign to other people. They might, they might not know what a calorie is, right? They don't know what a gram of protein is. They don't know what a gram of carbohydrates is. They don't know the difference between, you know, how much protein is in peanut butter versus how much protein is in protein powder. They might think it's exactly the same. They don't know these things. And so uh, what's so obvious to you is never obvious to your clients. And it's what makes it valuable, like Raf's saying. And think about it from maybe you've got an accountant, right? An accountant knows taxes like it's common knowledge. Mm. They know exactly at what income level, how much tax you have to pay. And they know basic stuff you can like maybe write off against tax. They know company tax, they know business tax, whatever it might be. They know tax like it's so easy. It's like you can get this information on the internet. You can apply it very, very simply. But most people have no idea, don't want to know, don't want to think about it. They're even paying you to get their time back for the convenience of like, hey, you've done all the work for me. You've, you've figured out what is useful information. Now just give it to me. I don't want to know why. Just tell me what to do. Um, that's what I'm paying you for. I'm just paying you to take time off my plate so I don't have to go and research it myself. And so that there is a lot of value in that too and to never forget that. So Raf, number three, they've been hanging for number three. It's the, the most limiting belief of all. So what have we got for them? Yeah, I think this is the, the biggest limiting belief and really what it is, is just looking at the short term over the long term. So all personal trainers, Every time you speak to them, it's how much money did I make this week and how much money I'm going to make next week. And maybe they talk about what they made last week, but they pretty much talk in weeks mm. and they're comparing to weeks very soon in the future. Maybe they're planning for like summer and it's like winter at the moment. That's like the longest they look ahead. Whereas as soon as you talk to anyone that is making a lot more money than that, they're usually talking about like, oh, like how's the market going to do over the next five years? Mm. So rarely are they talking about like the amount of money they're going to make in the next week. And that's often why that those people are doing much better. I think this is such a problem because then you just make decisions on a week by week basis, which is like, oh, how could I do better next week than I'm doing this week? Which could be a good question. But if you just ask that same question over and over again, typically what trainers do is just uh, just add more sessions to their schedule. Mm. How can I fit in like one more client next week? And just thinking these like really short term amounts uh, rather than thinking long term, you know, they might think, oh, it's not a good idea to raise my rates because then I'll lose some clients and next week I'll make less than I did this week. Yes, but in six months time, you'll obviously make way more because mm. you'll make up all those lost clients and you'll make them up at a higher rate. And if you're thinking, oh, how could I make more money in two years time? You might think, oh, I'm just going to leave this job I'm at altogether and start going down a different path at maybe a better gym or in a different environment to get me to those goals. So I just think so many of them are always thinking, oh, this week it's 2000. Next week, it could be 2100. Mm. Yeah, I would uh, I'd include here if you're, you know, if you're stuck in this short term versus long term, some of the symptoms that show up, which you should be aware of is do often bills show up that you weren't expecting that hit you and they kind of put you in minor financial ruin. Mm. This could be like a tax bill. This could be like a car loan payment. This could be like insurance. These are like maybe payments that don't happen on a, like a weekly or a monthly basis. Maybe they show up quarterly. Maybe they show up half yearly. Maybe they show up yearly. If they're stinging you every time and you're not prepared for them, that is a symptom that you are thinking short term, mm. right? 
right? Because you're not looking far enough ahead. If you look far enough ahead, you plan out a year, you think, okay, I'm going to make probably this much money. I'm going to have all these expenses coming up, which means I need this much margin between where I'm going to be at every single week and how much I can spend. But if you're closing that margin too aggressively week to week, because I have a good week, I'm going to spend more. I had a bad week, I'm going to spend less. If you're doing that year on year, then these big milestones of payments that come up, if they sting you, you're like, ah, shit, I need to go on like a you know, a tax payment plan because mm. I can't pay the monthly sum. But if you just known about it and you'd prepared for it and you thought long-term, 12 months ahead, you'd be ready for it. You wouldn't have spent all that money on maybe a, a new car or you wouldn't have spent money on all those new trainers or all the new clothes, right? You would have spent less when you're going out at dinner and you'd be ready for the money. So this is uh, an example of if this is still happening to you, you're still thinking short-term and you need to make the fix so you think more long-term. Yeah, and I think that it also can stop you just... Uh Say a move we did, right? We went from, I guess, doing uh, doing one thing like training more clients, smaller gym, to opening a uh, the gym we have now, Lockroot, right? That we think is Australia's highest grossing boutique gym in Australia. But when we went to open it, you know, in the first year, like we didn't make more money than if we hadn't done the operation in itself. Right? We would have made more money if we hadn't done it in the first year. Second year is very different, right? Because now you've like paid off all the costs in opening the gym and now you're starting to make money, making profit every month. But if we just were thinking short term, how can I make more money next week or next month? We probably never would have made the leap to go and do it. Because mm. every time you look at it, no matter what you do, next month can be worse than this month. And the month after that, probably even worse again, if you go ahead and, and make this leap. But if you don't do that, you know, then you never get the long-term benefits, right? You never get the new business. You never get like the the exponential growth that you, um, that you are after. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got a lot of stuff here that you guys can think about. Uh, first thing, obviously, like we went over, is you're comparing yourself to other people in your immediate environment, in your actual gym too. You're thinking about your own wallet when you're selling, right? You're thinking about how much would I actually spend on this whilst getting someone to spend money on you. And then, of course, number three, you think short-term, you don't think long-term. And short-term is week-to-week, month-to-month. Long-term, we're looking in years and then eventually in decades. So if you can make these shifts around your limiting beliefs, you'll go a long way. And of course, if you guys got value out of this, if you enjoyed this episode, we have plenty more. This is the best resource if you're a fitness entrepreneur, PT, gym owner, online coach. Let us know down below in the comments if you enjoyed it. Hit the thumbs up button if you like this video and subscribe so you can get all our new videos. Thanks, guys. See you on the next video.